Now, welcome to the first instalment of Brindisi Business. Joining me tonight is Lockie Palfrey and Ben Goodchild. Welcome to the show, fellas. Thank you, Josh. Good to be here at the Josh Cowan Show. Thanks for having us, Cowan. Much appreciated. That good to be back. Um, how good was it? Uh, round one, obviously had a good win against Parkdale, and then having a beer upstairs at the uh, Corboy Pavilion, the new rooms. How good did they look? The uh, yeah, the new pavilions were great um, last Saturday night, but it does seem like a while ago now. The weeks of footy sort of do slide through pretty quickly, and um, we're already looking ahead to uh, Old Halebury for the senior men's and reserves on the weekend. Which will be good. Uh, Halebury obviously coming off a nice win on the weekend. Ben, um, as your first year in senior footy, take away the COVID year, how have you found the pre-season and everything that's gone on around uh, at Brindisi? Yeah, it's been good to get back out there. Obviously, having a year off with delayed pre-season makes things a bit harder, but um, it's yeah, it's good to be back out there with all the boys and um, we're looking good. So hopefully we can get the win next week against Halebury, this week I should say, and we'll be good to go. Absolutely, absolutely. We have a few guests in here as well today, Joshy. Yeah, absolutely. We've got, the, we've got some of the finest from the uh, St. Bede's women's side in. So this one, she's come from a gymnastics background, bit of basketball, bit of netball, and then just somehow ended up at footy. Achieved nothing, I don't think, except most improved player. So we always need a little bit of improvement in our lives. So at least you've come to football and uh, every year got better and better. Uh, outside of football, she's a retail two times you do admin at Pursue Health Physio and a nurse waiting to do her placement. Welcome on board, Courtney Ward. Oh, thanks, Josh. Good to be here. Fantastic. How, how, have you, how have you found the pre-season and everything around COVID, the double pre-season? Yeah, look, as a team, we got really excited to be back and uh, playing together. And that was just kind of the cherry on top was just to be with the girls again. Um, no, it's been really good. We've been training really hard. And so we've had two great wins so far. So that's been a great result. Fantastic. And uh, we've also got along one of your best friends, I would say. Um, yeah. Absolutely. The leading goal kicker, extraordinaire, probably can do whatever she wants with a football. Started off at EDS. I'm sure they're absolutely filthy that we've got you across. Uh, she currently is working at Sandy Pub and studying property and real estate. So maybe you can uh, make friends with Jimmy Colvin. I don't know if that's actually a good thing or a bad thing, but... He, if you don't know, he's a real estate agent and rocks up every Saturday wearing his uh, his attire. Welcome along, Eliza Cooper. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Is it true that, so you might be a leading girl kicker, but is it true that you're not even the most famous girl in your family? Um, Depends on who you ask, but sure, if that's how you want to go about it, that's fine. Um, Yes, my brother's girlfriend, Um, she has done some acting, but that's about it. Nah, very nice. Welcome on board. So, as Courtney was saying, what you two and zero so far to start the season? Yep, two and zero. Who we versed first? Uh, Richmond. Richmond. We were uh, Richmond Central, which was really good, um, and we had a good win against them. It was about fifty point win. Um, then we played Ivanhoe just last this past Saturday. They were really tough. They actually made us work really hard. Um, yeah, so I'd say we came out with a good result. We stuck together as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, reserves, unfortunately, lost. But they did win their first game. Yes, so yeah. reserves are going really well so far as well. Just stepping back from um, the weekend results, take us back to um, when you guys started pre-season. So do you remember back um, well before round one? Um, when did you guys make a start to this year? Um well, we started sort of last year, November, December, mm-hmm. yeah. and then we yeah, jumped straight into pre-season straight after 
a couple of weeks into January. So looking around Australia Day, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I remember people still rocked up, even though it was a public holiday, which was a really good effort. Um, so yeah, we've been we started strong and we got some good numbers so far. Still recruiting, of course. Yeah. I think we're pretty fortunate. A lot of teams are struggling to even get one team for women's, and we've got more than enough for two. So. Yeah, really lucky. Pretty really grateful. lucky. Yeah, definitely. Thursday night selection night, we hear a fair few new names playing their first claim for the club. So in terms of numbers, how many have we, uh, we got in at the club this year, roughly? I think about 60. Yeah. 60, like, listed. And then obviously you've got holidays and we have a lot of, like, paramedics and nurses, a lot of shift workers. So, but we do have managed to get up both teams every single week. So, yeah, at least 22, 23 yeah. each side. So it's been good. Because if, correct me if I'm wrong, I think I heard last, uh, probably the first Thursday night dinner, uh, your coaches spoke about lack of numbers probably in 2019, so that's probably a good foundation to, to build on, especially after COVID, not to lose numbers, if that makes sense. Like yeah. a, lot of, a lot of clubs going through that phase where they sort, sort of lost numbers or, or... Yeah, look, we did lose numbers, but we actually gained new faces as well. So it was yeah. we lost a few, but then we gained a few, which was really good, and those people who Decided not to come back. It was a completely fair call by them if they had other commitments on and whatnot. Um, but yeah, no, we we've kept a pretty solid number, I guess, so far. Yeah, I um, think twenty nineteen we had like ten to fifteen girls playing reserves and seniors. Yeah, a lot of yeah. Lot I played a couple of Saturdays with eight quarters, which was yeah. pretty bad on the body. Yeah, but that's really exciting to have like a fresh new group. What's sort of the vibe been throughout like the pre-season with your sort of new fresh group? Um, we've been really supportive so far. We've had so many people come in who have never touched a football. So the vibe's been really um, exciting. We've been really, um, we talk the games up a lot. We talk the social events up a lot. Um, and it all comes through pretty naturally. People get there, they're excited to train. Um, but I'd say a really positive vibe so far. Yeah. I don't think anyone takes it too like seriously. It's just a lot of fun, yeah. making sure everyone's enjoying themselves. Now, admittedly, uh, absolutely, a bit of fun here and there. But how many of the girls have gone on to play higher at Southern Saints when it was before it became St Kilda and a little bit more aligned to the, the AFL system? Um, how many girls do you reckon have gone through that system and promoted themselves high, at higher levels? Yeah, so we've had, look, I'd say at least over 10 girls go from our team to VFL to, we've had a couple being drafted to AFLW. Um, there was Alice who played in our juniors. Who, Is that Nathan Burks? Yeah, daughter? the Bulldogs, yeah. So he, she got signed up to AFLW and that was a great moment, and for, especially for us as a club, to say she came from us, which was really cool. Um, we've had a lot of girls go to um, VFL sides Carlton. like Carlton's, uh, definitely Georgia Ricardo, St Kilda. Collingwood. Collingwood now, sorry. <laughs> she was St Kilda. Um, so originally drafted St Kilda, then... Now she's at Collingwood, Got yeah. traded to Collingwood? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Pretty, that's cool. So look, we've had, it's pretty, you know, special to say we've had girls come from our side and we've had the privilege to play alongside them. So it's, yeah, it's really cool to say, I think. And um, these girls still in touch with the club at all, still try to show their faces every now and then and vice yeah. versa, you guys head down to watch them when you can? Yeah, absolutely, we do. We always try and support each other where we can. So the girls will always come down even as runners or just on the sidelines to help just give that extra critique if we need on the field, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, no, they'll absolutely still show their face when they can. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you had a, so you had a coach in year one who didn't continue into year two. So would Al Gailey be one of the main reasons for the women's program being as strong as what it, what it is, or is it more his 
coaching has allowed a lot of that talent to foster. What would you say is a recipe for success that has seen St. Bede's grow? I think he's just got a particular way. Like I think coaching women's teams can't always be the easiest task for a coach. But I think he came from, he coached a few of the girls and juniors. Obviously he's got three do- Four daughters. Three. Three daughters. Um, So I think he's just got a good way with words and just knows when to push us and when to kind of let us do our own thing. I think he's just very good at doing that and obviously so supportive, always there. Yeah, I'd 100% reckon. I'd reckon for sure, yeah, he's the reason that a lot of the girls have stayed. Um, And he he built that rapport with all those junior players as well who came up, especially like Matty Wilson or Georgia Ricardo for one. Um, they've just stayed with the club for years and I think a lot of it has to do with him so yeah no he'll you know you can go to Al with anything so it's really fantastic um, I was just going to touch on back to this year so we spoke earlier about the um, good win by the uh, the ones on the weekend a bit of a disappointing result for the twos but they showed a lot of promise um, is there anyone that's sort of um, taking your eye this year that's sort of really improved through pre-season and um, yeah, made waves in this season so far? Or is there like a returning player that's yeah, really sort of come back and improved a lot? Um, look, we've had a few girls who are new faces to us, so everyone is developing their skills. But um, we have had a few people who have stood out. Um, someone new is Nina in our team, Nina Coghill. And, uh, and Hannah. And Hannah. Both new. Uh, they're both new. Or, yeah, so they're both new to this year. I mean, Nina came from a soccer background, um, but her skills just are amazing on the field with the football. Uh, well, Taylor McElroy, I know, look, she's Eliza and I's best mate, but it's really hard to not say she's developed. She really has. I mean, her left foot's getting better. Her The length of how she, or the distance of her kicking yeah, is getting she got better. she 50-metre goal on the She weekend, did. She so got a goal from 50 on the weekend, and she did the game before. So... Yeah, she likes to just come down from the back line and, and have a bit of a... Yeah. yeah, so she... Look, she's just... Like, she's improving beyond what we thought, so... But I think um, we did have one of the girls, Georgia, who plays VFL. She came down to our match and she did comment on how much, obviously, the skills had improved from pre-season and how much, like, everyone was just meshing so well perfect, together yeah. compared to previous seasons, I yeah. guess. yeah. So knowing, yeah, we know where each other is a little bit more in the field and we have more confidence in the team, I think. Awesome, awesome. So it seems like you've, uh, you're on the right track. What what do you see the future being for St. Bede's girls? Because currently what grade are you in? We're and in Premier C. Premier yeah. C, and that's, that's probably a good place to start. Like it's not too high where you're getting smashed every week and then it's not too low where you're smashing teams. So there's obviously that fair balance between development and performance. And so where would you guys see St. Bede's being in, say, three, five years' time? Look, I think you're right when you said Prem C. Like, where we are now is fantastic. Um, The year before last, we did get moved up. um, And to our distaste, we didn't do too well. We got pretty... I'd say we got pretty pummeled, and I'm I'm happy to say that. But um, so where we are is great now. So in three to five years, I think, with the right development and the right... um, coaching staff especially um we could probably end up going a bit higher i'd have confidence in that um because you see some fantastic skills already being developed so 
So how old are you two, if you don't mind me asking for yeah. the... Per- so 25 this year. So. so as probably some of the older heads in your team as well. Yeah, so that's probably okay. a good indication of where your list is at, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like really yeah. young, and that's probably where our junior club has done really well in promoting the talent that's come through yeah. that have then cons- then gone on and continued playing senior football at St. Bede's, which is yeah. a feat in itself. For sure, for sure. Moving on now, we're going to go around the grounds, get some weekend results. Proudly brought to you by La Pochetta. All the team at the podcast here is just tucked into some beautiful food. We've got uh, some spaghetti bolognese, some chicken avocado pasta, even some vegetarian pizza, and also a lovely lasagna, which has gone down a treat with a side of garlic bread, of course. Yeah, it was delicious. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I was looking at the spaghetti bolognese going, that's probably got my name all over it. And then the chicken avocado pasta, oh, could not recommend it anymore if I tried. Court, how is the lasagna? Yeah, look, lasagna, it's such a go-to for me, but La Bocchetta never fails, so... Might end up being the regular Monday for us, mm. so each, each time we come in record it. Could they always there. look after us, the lovely folks at La Bocchetta. They've always been good to us. So, Benny, talk to us around the grounds. Yeah, perfect. Shall we start with uh, the 19 development squad? Let's do it. Unfortunately, um, they went down to St. Bernard's this week. Um, had a good scoring output. 10 goals, 6-66. Unfortunately, lost to St. Bernard's. 16, 13, 109. But obviously, it's good for the boys. They were struggling to get the two teams on the field, but a bit of late recruitment and... Um, Ty Chandler put his hand up to coach as well, so he's really pumped him up, and it's good to see him get good numbers back out on the track. Now, uh, I'm hoping they didn't have to go all the way out to St. Bernard's, all the way out to the snake pit. No, they didn't, thankfully. Um, they got the, a nice a nice win at home, it's a nice lose at home to not have to travel back <laughs> an hour and a half to, uh, to come back and be upset with yourself. So. Yeah, it's like when you're playing school footy, you go out to St. Bernard's, especially when I was playing for Mazenol, we get done by 100 points and you'd have the hour and a half trip back home in the bus, you get stuck on traffic in the tunnel. Very very depressing trip on the way home, whereas uh, at least we didn't have to go too far away. Thankfully so. You can't even stop uh, for a bit of a Macca's bed on the way back, can you, Josh, when you're stuck in that bus? Always away. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for you, mate. Especially for you. <laughs> um, moving on, we had our um, 19s senior squad. Uh, unfortunately, went down as well to Mazenod. They went down 13-13-91 to four goals, 6-30. So, unfortunately, no good from our 19s boys this week, but um, we just saw them out on the track earlier this evening, and the numbers are looking good, and a fair few boys in the rehab as well doing their work to get back out on the track. So, hopefully, this week they can turn things around and uh, get two wins on the board for us. Now, let's have a chat to Kane uh, Groves, who's our and one coach. He said it was actually probably their better performance out of the two games, even though they did get beaten. Uh, he's probably the most positive uh, he's been after a game with three prackies and then uh, round one. So there's obviously a little bit of improvement going on in the group. So that's never a bad sign. So like, if you can have a happy coach, as, as Hawthorne had yesterday, they can't take away from three good quarters. Um, so we're obviously got on the right track with our nine ends and... A few of them have been pilfered up to the seniors, so that's not a bad thing at all. Good development for a lot of our players. You had to mention Hawthorne, didn't you? Oh, uh, yeah. Look, that last quarter, I didn't really want to mention too much. Big Maxi gone might give our ben, big Ben McAvoy a few nightmares with that one off the side of the boot from Jackie Malkin. <laughs> uh, we'll jump back into the women's. We've already touched on them just before, but um, we've got the results here for the reserves. They went down to Ivanhoe, 4-3-27 to 1-3-9. Uh, looking to bounce back next week, whilst our um, senior ones women did a lot better with 5, 10, 40 to 2, 3, 15, taking down Ivanhoe. Any further comments you'd like to make, courts or coops? 
I think in reserves, Larissa got her first goal. First, it's her first season at this club, and she got her first goal in reserves. Hoping everyone got around her. Yeah, they yeah, did absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone got their first goal in seniors. Uh, we had a few, re- uh, had a few regulars get their goals. Yeah, so Maddie Tilly, uh, Tay comes in from back as we said, kicks yeah. a goal from fifty every now and then. Um, who else got some goals? That was a few. Just a few, yeah. Look, can't remember. It's we all, we just focus on the next week ahead. But mm-hmm. um, no, Ivanhoe again. They were really good. Um, we actually had a bit of a rivalry with them uh, not long ago. We did lose to them in the prelim uh, a couple of years ago, so that was pretty sad. But then um, we had our, you know, we held our heads high and we versed them again. Fresh club, you know, we've got fresh players. So again, it was a really good game. They made us work hard, but we came out on top. Yeah, I think that ground. We have a bit of PTSD. Anxiety, yeah. <laughs> anxiety and PTSD. Yeah. I think last time we were there, we lost about 79 to zero. zero. Yeah. So we're definitely glad to get the win for that one. Yeah, absolutely. Good turnaround. Yeah. Um, speaking of next week, do you know who you guys have? Pretty sure Brunswick. we're playing Brunswick. Okay. Yeah. Out there or here? We're playing away in Brunswick. Oh. Yep. Try and make that one a win, otherwise you'll have one of those depressing cards yeah. that Josh well, spoke about. I, I we all, all our so. teams, All our teams in this div are... Brunswick, North Brunswick, Richmond. And we got so Aquinas. You got a few, few little good pub crawls on the way home. You yeah, could, uh, I was thinking you know, that. You could get Glenn Goodchild to organise a couple of yeah. buses for you. A few pub crawls. We might have to. Might the girls would be so for that. Two yeah. down Fitzroy or Richmond, depending on where you're playing. What are yeah. your thoughts on that? Would that be an appetiser for the oh. girls? Look, if we win, sure. But if we lose, oh. Also sure. Also <laughs> sure. <laughs> Look, it's a win-win. Anyway. So there you go. Um, no, that could be good. Yeah, we're in a good area, so it should be all right. Yeah. Well, we were speaking of goals earlier, and it was a bit of a goal fest out at Marcelin on Saturday with our um, thirds under the supervision of uh, Joel McKee and um, old Finn Neves. Um, we had um, five goals from returning um, St. Beatsman time player Nick Henricks, and um, also who kicked the sealer, I believe, to put them two points up. They ended up winning, uh, it was 11-13-79 to Marcelin, to 13-5... 83 from Mentone. So the straight kicking um, got him over the line, which is not usually a, um, a feature in a St. Bede's Mentone scoreline. Well, if there's one person we don't want kicking the match winning <laughs> score, it's Nick Henricks. Like the famous, <laughs> famous person he is. It's probably not the best thing that he's come back a bit heavier than what he was when we were playing A grade <laughs> footy. Now all of a sudden he's kicking match winning scores in the threes. How quickly are we going to see him back in the twos, ones vicinity, do you think? Well, firstly, one thing I know for sure, with each goal, well, they played out at Bulleen at Marcelin. I'm guessing they would have heard his celebration of each goal from Bayside. So you could have been at Mentone, you still would have heard him. <laughs> but touching back on that question, I think um, looking at him on the track, Nick hasn't lost a lot. Despite gaining a bit of weight... He hasn't lost his footy IQ. So if he can get himself fit, I would say he wouldn't be far off a seconds. Um, spot and then obviously not too far off a one spot potentially down the track. Yeah, it is always interesting when the head coach comes up to you and goes, Who's that guy? He can play. And I said, Yeah, mate, like he, he played A grade footy. He goes, mm. In that condition? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, so I'm sure Joel and Finn will be really happy with the boys to go two on the trot. So they've um, touched up Richmond Central in round one uh, and now they've um, just got over the line against Marcelin. Um, Interesting terminology you, you use there. Touching up, just maybe, oh. just maybe got the victory, like the four points. It's probably a more 
better way of saying it in today's society. You never know what might go on. Am I getting red flagged already? Am I? Oh, <laughs> potentially. You, don't, you never know. Like we don't want to. Have, we don't want any more. Shawnee Randall's on standby. He can sub in for me. <laughs> yeah. You might, you might um, get yourself a bit of pickle there, Puff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Harry Harry Smythe might find me for um, breaching our protocol. But um, moving on to the seconds, were you going to run us through that, Benny? Yeah, we were. So uh, seconds were out at Uni Blacks out at. Um, University of Melbourne and unfortunately went down to the Blacks 12 15 87 to 5 goals 7 37 so very inaccurate kicking from both sides so it could have been a lot worse unfortunately but the boys we were there and uh, watching them they did put up a good fight I don't think the scoreline really represents the whole game I think just Blacks had a bit more polish and were able to get us boys over a bit a bit quicker than we would have thought what do you reckon Josh? Probably from the back end of the first to when we finished, like watching probably at half time, uh, a lot they just didn't get any reward for effort. At many at many time they'd take the game on and then the final touch would be lacking. Then blacks would turn blacks would turn us over, go down the other end, kick a goal, and that's always going to be hard when you've got a more polished outfit and you make skill errors in um, crucial parts of the ground, and then they made us pay. Thankfully for uh, who was on the behinds fines this week. Uh, that is a great question. Oh, I'm actually not too sure. I think that I know Stu Wines was the um, seniors. Seniors. It might have been like Membry. Yeah, yeah fire, it was, definitely was far up. It yeah. was far up. So uh, he got away with one. Two dollars per behind. Only fourteen dollars to the footy trip fine account. It's mm-hmm. not a bad day, considering Simon May was up for forty-two dollars last oh, week can. and forty dollars for Damon Schultz. Damon Schultz. That's uh, it. With yeah. money paid into the account straight away. Very much, very much the bets three six five sort of setup. Yeah. Yeah. I think the girls are going to have to recruit that idea. <laughs> yeah. Take that on. We'll be making bank in the behind. Yeah. yeah. But I think it was just the injuries that ended up costing the twos. We had uh, Nathan Fay going down early with a quad injury. Yeah. 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 Um, I think Connor, Lads, Connor Lads, yeah, had a cut above his eyebrow that um, he might have had to go to the Monash and get five yeah, or six stitches. You, so you could have parked a small car in this in that in that gash, <laughs> but he taped it back up and he went back on. Well, he he was uh, he he went back out. Yeah. So uh, obviously something has happened in the in between the first contact and when we saw him come down the rooms, whether it was wouldn't stop bleeding or it was a bit more mm. severe than what they thought. Um, so we do wish all the best to Connor. He's a, he, he showed a lot of grit. Yeah, he, he showed a lot of grit. A lot we of do grit. we do speak about our four pillars: so it's grit, it's boldness, it's spirit, and it's unity. And uh, this all launches a nice segue into uh, one of our segments. It's uh, Pulse Team of the Year, and we're going to be sort of going through each week. We're going to be picking a few players that do represent our four pillars. They mightn't be the the best players of the week. They mightn't get into the votes. But um, they sort of represent what our what we love at the club, and um, whilst yeah, whilst Connor Lads did throw his uh, his head over the ball quite literally, and might be disappointed that he's not actually featuring in my team of the week. We're going to start off with a a back pocket player, and uh, Jack Whitelaw is going to be our our first entry into Pulse Team of the Year. Um, it was pretty solid down back. Yeah, that little afro was uh, it was doing a bit of work down there. You would have seen that's. Uh more a disco stew sort of style, but <laughs> disco stew. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's got going on at the moment. But he was uh, he was really good. I think he's uh, he's a player that probably as he gets older, I don't think he'll play his best footy until he's probably 25, 26, 27, got hundred games of senior footy under his belt. I think he could become a very good senior footballer in the years to come. Definitely. Um, obviously, he started last week in the thirds and then showed a bit too much and uh, kind of put one up, Matty Mitchie, I reckon, and said, you know. 
should have picked me last week, mate. So he came out and he's uh, he's made Pulse Team of the Week. So who knows? He could be coming in for one of us next week. Yeah. Mm. Poor Chop Junior was the unlucky soul to go out. I thought Chop had been pretty good as well. So it's not a bad place to be in the toots. There's uh, plenty going up and down. So it's p- pretty competitive. So. Well done to Jack for the first uh, ever Pulf Team of the Year. Pretty competitive to get into the Pulf Team of the Year as well, actually. There was a few people around there that could have got in, but uh, no, he showed his grit. He showed the the spirit, the boldness, and the unity. And um, yeah, I'd be very excited to let him know tomorrow night at training that he's um, the first member in the back pocket. Yeah, rumours had it that uh, Pulf wanted to pencil himself in at centre half back for the first election, <laughs> but uh, we have to probably tell him not this week. Yeah, mate. We actually have to hit a target to feature in the Team of the Week, so. Maybe next week we'll see how I go. So that's not, a, again, not a bad little segue. We'll talk about the seniors and we'll, we'll go back to Pulse's couple of turnovers. But seniors, much improved performance considering the last time they went out to Uni Blacks. I think we lost by about eight goals and then when they came out uh, to bring Deasy on Jane's match in 2019, I think we got done by over 100 points and probably one of, would have been, I reckon, my most disappointing day as a St. Bede's player. Um, to then come out and lose by 22 points on the weekend after hitting the front early in the last quarter and probably just running out of the legs a little bit. Uh, probably our best performance in tw- 2019-2021 um, that you've seen from our young group. Definitely. Um, I think um, we showed maturity in the sense that they do get the jump on us. I think at one point it was they are up by four goals. Yeah, um, I don't think we, it was either three to it was either three zero or there was four goals one to one behind at one point at one point then we kicked a late one in yeah the first. and so real um, real maturity from our group to um, not lose our heads and just wrestle back ascendancy and just sort of get it back on our terms and just um, chip away at it and yeah get ourselves in front at the start of the uh, the fourth quarter. Definitely, obviously, we're a pretty young side. I'm pretty sure uh, Cameron Duffy might have done some math and figured out the average age of our player is below 24. So you compare that to some other clubs that have got ex-AFL players out on the track, yeah, um, I think we're, we're going pretty well. He must be more. really busy at work. Yeah, he must, he must <laughs> be doing a lot of the, the local pool store warehouse in Mentone. So any water test needs, head down there and um, you come see Cameron Duffy's lovely face and he'll look after you very, very lovely. Lovely plug. <laughs> uh, any other comments for the ones, Joshy? Uh, look, yeah, talking about our maturity, we probably ended up, we were down by 21 points at, at halftime, and we, we spoke about trying to arrest momentum throughout that second, and to go two, goal, two goals to three um, in the second probably set us up for a really good crack, and then we ended up kicking four goals to one in the third. So I think we've got a lot to work on, a lot to build on. Um, I'm hoping that that's a standard that we now we, we aspire to every week, with, especially with Halebury coming up. After a good win against Kerry, you never know when your most important game is. And probably for us right now as a group, our most important game is this week because it probably shows where we're at as a, as a club. Um, and so hopefully bigger and better things to come. Any highlights, lowlights? Oh, the lowlight would definitely be your ability to switch the ball. Uh, <laughs> two weeks in a row, you probably turned it over in a few vulnerable areas. Okay, if, we throw, if we're throwing daggers, I'll um, go a low light as um, you about 40 hours last quarter, thought it was your bread and butter, and then just decided to put one out in the full. <laughs> wasn't out in the full, it was behind. I was hoping it was going to get out. I just 
the old legs didn't really get through the heavy grass is what they, what they used to, but absolutely it was my bread and butter. And don't worry, there's no more ashamed person than me when I, was, when I saw that ball floating towards the behind post. If we're talking about uh, Joshy Cowan loving the goals, I'm pretty sure there was a moment last week against Parkey when the game was pretty much over, Pulf, and you know, we always talk about feedback because mm-hmm. you, know, you, you can see the whole ground as the Better team feedback. player. Exactly, yeah. of course, as you, as you are, a mm-hmm. great team player, Pulf. But unfortunately, uh, yeah, heading into the last quarter, the game was pretty much over against Parkdale mm-hmm. in the wet. And, uh, All respect to them, though. Josh thought, oh, I've kicked 1-6 today. Let's, let's try and make that 2-6. And instead of feeding back to, um, who was it, Josh? Um, I actually can't. Last, I actually, oh, I, I think I, it was me, Josh. It was me. <laughs> Could have just fed back onto the trusty right foot and uh, snap a goal and head off to a... Be your first goal and send your footy. It well. would be Pulf, and that would be something to really celebrate. But, you know, Josh just took the opportunity away from me, and I, I was a bit bit cut, to be honest. So I let him know about it in the rooms, and mm. um, once the stats came out on Tuesday, he, he stuck by. You know, he had three handballs, and he said, that's three too many, so just goes to show that he, he won't give it again. <laughs> So, so what, what did we learn from this, Josh? Uh, was it don't throw stones in glass houses? Well, unfortunately, what we did learn was I had way too many handballs today uh, <laughs> when we got the stats given to us. So uh, much improved statistical performance in terms of handballs. So Benny, maybe if it was against uni, you might have uh, received the handball, but I'd always back myself in that scenario, and I probably would again. Uh, fair enough. But, well, um, next time, I might, I might get the handball. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, know if we're talking highlights, enough of the lowlights. Um, there was a few performances that really stood out. I think James Mangoni kicking six goals one was um, tremendous performance. Um, I thought Zachy Calvez was terrific down back again. I'm looking after my defenders there. Um, and then, yeah, Michael Barnes was solid in the middle again. Also Any other thought, mentions? Um, yeah, Shawnee Randall playing that high half forward role. I think he laid probably upwards of 10 tackles and... Mine had about 25 touches himself, so I think he was pretty good up there. And um, I think uh, Alex Brown in the ruck has probably back-to-back weeks. He's really shown, you know, how much a season the gym can really progress a player. Yeah. He's, uh, you, get, you get caught staring at his biceps. So it's a fair transformation when you look at where he's come from. Um, I think back end of 2019, I think he played two or three senior games and you sort of saw the light, and then in 2019-2020, leading into the 2020 season, obviously affected by COVID, you saw a guy really dedicated to learning. Um, every time you give him a bit of feedback, he's really there listening every time. He's working, working really hard, uh, going to the gym six or seven times a week and doing double sessions to really trim any sort of excess body fat and work to be the best ruckman. And you can sort of see the fruits coming right now. I think he's, he wouldn't have played no more than six senior games of footy, including practice matches. So he's doing really well. You do walk taller with um, with old Brownie on the field. He well, does, um, yeah. He does put a bit of confidence into everyone in the out in the field. Um, other highlights, I'll throw in um, Harry Smythe on the whiteboard, on the board. For, uh, he was he was so good on the board, moving the magnets around. If you got to show the board at a quarter time, <laughs> just like expecting everyone just to know where to run out and how to. Had to do so. It's it's an interesting one. It's old Smyther just got dropped after kicking a couple and claimed to saw Achilles later. Three goals won in the thirds from yeah. Smythe. And um, Achilles, well, I thought I thought I heard a, a blister. I thought it was. Uh, but apparently, seeing Dr. Gary Zimmerman during the week, so the uh, the Western Bulldogs doctor will be able to sort him out. I'm sure. So hopefully, Smythe will be back on the field in no time and away from the whiteboard. <laughs> Only good things can happen with him away from the whiteboard. He's. Uh, He's, he's loving his Thursday finds. He's loving he's loving everything he can at the moment. He's uh, he's doing a good job raising some money for footy trips. So uh, it takes every person to make a footy club, and he's doing really well. So he's knocking down the door for Pulse Team of the Week. You know, with providing unity for the club. 
He's knocking down the door. Some people would claim that he's not promoting unity because he's in, he's he's costing people forty bucks. I don't know if he's be Maney's favourite person at the moment, or or Damon Schultz. What do they say? It's um, short term pain for long term gain. So the unity will come longer down the track once we're um, being able to holiday somewhere nice after the the football season sort of wraps up after a great season, I assume. I'm not sure Tasmania is considered a really good place to holiday either. By the way, so all our Hobart listeners out there. <laughs> I want to um, apologise for Josh's most recent comments. We do love our people down at Hobart. They're lovely listeners down there, and um, they're good folk. Uh, absolutely. But moving on, we're gonna, we've got a new segment, and uh, we've got a lot of super coach boys out there. So we're moving on to Cow's Cash Cow of the Week. Uh, so obviously, hey, can't be yourself, by the way. Absolutely not. I'd be way too high priced for the score that I had on the weekend. Uh, so we're probably looking at one of our youngsters, young guns, up and coming. So we had a few. We had Benny Goodchild play his second game, so he's on the bubble this week. Uh, we've also got Cam Duffy on the bubble. So there's a few guys we've got our eye on, but at the moment, by far, the bloke that has caught my eye must be traded in this week if you've got a super coach side is uh, Michael Lewis with 85 points on the weekend through Premier Data. I think he's been a massive find for us coming across from Parkdale. I'm not sure what Sandringham Dragons are doing for him not to get a game. This guy is an out-and-out superstar, and I can't wait to see him play some more senior footy around this club. I think he's caught a lot of people's eyes. I think he's um, yeah, he's been terrific the, the last two weeks, and we're very, very lucky to, to have old Mickey. Um, and, um, yeah, hopefully he can sort of stay with us for as long as possible. Like, I hope he does well and he, you know, progresses with his football, but um, would like us to be a little bit selfish and just grab him for a few more weeks. Well, on a positive, there's no tack up for the next four weeks. So yeah. with the new NAB league, the way it's running, a uh, bit of a bizarre scenario, but much better off for us. We've got a, we've got a great crew. We get hopefully get Nick Gretsch back, the better Gretsch, which is always positive. Um, so we can get him. He slots in nicely, cross half back on a wing, um, add some real depth. All of a sudden, we're looking. We get we get another young kid in. We're we're looking really happy at how our list is positioned heading into the middle of the year after round six. After Nick and hopefully Mike will go back to Sandy, but at the same time, we want both of them to stay with us. So Nick's on the radar for a, a Cowan's cash cow in oh, future weeks. Absolutely, but he's a little bit higher. Not a rookie. Remember, he's played two games, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so he's he's already gone up in price. Uh, those two games, he played a really, he played a phenomenal game out here against Monash. I do remember that one. Uh, you mentioned he had a brother over here. Would you, would you have him in the uh, Cowan's Cash Cow of the Week segment? Is he floating around? He was. I, I actually had really big hopes for his brother. We, we just call him the brother. I think that that, that works really well. That's probably a, a, a good name for him. Um, I think he's on the radar. He's got a bit of concrete mix at the moment. So I think he's probably very similar to Whit. I think as he gets a bit older, I think he'll become a very good senior footballer. Uh, when he puts a bit more work into his body and gets a bit stronger throughout pre-seasons. Is there anyone on the radar? Is there anyone, anyone that's um, caught your eye that you think we might invest in uh, at some point during the season? Just, oh, I think I think Alex Brown is definitely the bargain buyer. He's, he's a mid-pricer with his couple of games he played last year. Um, I think he'd be pretty high up there. Wouldn't, mm-hmm. wouldn't be going near any of the premiums like Michael Barnes. Uh, so that's just way too much money spent for not enough points in return. Nick Henricks must be cheap. He's come back off a few years of, uh, in he, hiatus. He he's, has played A-grade footy. Like he, can't, had, he, he can't just come in at $100,000. He, he played some very good A-grade footy. He's played, ten, he's played over 10 games of senior A-grade footy. If you do have a couple of years of injury, you do come back as a cheaper version of cheaper yourself. Version of yourself. He would be down in price. He, he would be a good mid-pricer. He's eight weeks away from being full fitness. So we'll, we'll visit this topic in maybe eight weeks. We'll, 
we'll, we'll see. We'll see what the Premier data points come up. The, unfortunately, our licence only has eight games of twos football covered. So when we when we get a bit of data behind him, we might uh, we might slide him in. We might get a bit of bit of use out of him throughout the season. Now, in terms of a few more cash cows that we could look around the ground, Josh, could you give us a, a forward mid and defender who who might be floating around in each all category that uh, is someone to keep an eye on the next coming weeks? Yeah, look, yeah. Uh, Shawnee Randall would be but probably played too too many good games of senior footy in two thousand and nineteen. I think Jack Whitelaw's probably the one. I think he's down back. I think he's going to come better and better every game. He'll be he'll be bargain price. He hasn't played too much senior football. Uh, another midfielder you'd be looking at. A bit of outside run. You've got your Hunter Griffin. He's played a lot of senior footy now. Probably right on the bubble where he's at his best price. He's probably one to watch. He's, his evolution of a football has been super impressive. Um, uh, you're pretty happy from where he's come from. And then looking at your forwards, Nate Faye's your premium, but he's uh, he's had a couple of injuries, so he might he might drop down in price and be ready for a big month after he comes back from his quad and groin when he gets his body body right. Polf, Polf, this is my segment, but I'm happy for you to interject here. Who do you think? <laughs> well, I was just trying to give you a signal for um, one of the, the greats of the club, uh, one of our premiership stars from 2008. Uh, Simon Richards kicked six two weeks ago and uh, kicked one from 50 on the weekend. Premium. 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 Like, well, I'd no, happily invest there's, in Simon. There's, there's no <laughs> point going on. We're looking for value here. Simon is pr- tried, trusted. We understand that. But we're looking for people with absolute performance in mind and value for dollars. Simon, Simon, if you're listening, um, and I know you are, uh, I would invest in you and I'd happily pay whatever premium price you would be. Now, girls, we've still got you here with us. We've been laughing laughing along in the background, looking yeah. like you're having a good time. <laughs> who, are, who are some of the girls that we should keep an eye on that would be a super coach bargain that are quite new to the club that have uh, taken your eye to make uh, to get me some extra value in the bank? Look, uh, look Liv, Liv Stifford, she's won best and fairest. Uh, so she's a premium. Look, she's quite premium. easily, yeah. Look, I'd say keep an eye on her. Um, you wouldn't think looking at her though, she's like very oh, short, very she's, skinny, gets knocked yeah, around the field. A fourth gets, of the, yeah, she's a half of the size of her players. Um, but she will just dominate no matter what contest it is, no matter the size of her opponent. She'll just, you know, she'll nail it. Um, Takes marks over everyone's head. She does, uh, yeah. Um, look, of course, Meg Gesh, you know, Geshki, your uh, sponsor here. Uh, yeah, the Geshks. Um, Gesh. Gesh. <laughs> um, look, she's always a solid. Yeah. Look, is a brick wall. So, yeah. you know, I'd sorry. definitely look for her. Would she's a, got the strongest a, mark. Would the daughter of a plumbing family be happy being called a bricky, or would she rather? Oh, touche, touche. Look, I tell her to her face. She, okay. It's like walking. It's like running into a brick wall when you hit her. So, um, and that's only good for us. So, look, I think that's a compliment <laughs> where it stands. She's not running into you. So no, she's going to run in. Yeah, someone for us. Um, look, who else? We've got. Nina's been doing very yep. well. Yeah, Nina Coghill plays the seniors. Um, she's got some Snapped fantastic couple, skills. Yeah, she's quick. Girls. She's agile. Um, of course, like we said, Taylor Mackerel in the back line. She's definitely only getting better as they come. Um, uh, a couple in the reserves, definitely. So uh, the captain, which is Zoe Ricardo, she's very, she's quite agile down the back line. Gets lots of marks. Um, you could be looking at um, or oh, Daisy in the middle. She's getting better at her rucking. She gets a bit feisty. She gets pretty feisty on the field. So she'd be look. I don't know if she's a liability at that, but you know she's getting <laughs> yeah, she's good. She's getting better, yes, yeah, she's getting very good. Um, but look, there's some names that will definitely pop up over the season that we'll be sure to let you guys know about. Um, mm-hmm. 
Look, we're not going to say either of ourselves because we just like to lay low. <laughs> I mean, I'm not playing. Uh, Lars, unfortunately, is not playing. She has torn a meniscus in her knee. Um, so this is pretty devastating news for her. Um, so who, who, how are we replacing our well, you can't. Spe- spearhead, full forward, you just can't. leading goal you kicker just... as she smiles and laughs and just takes it Look, all in? She, you can't replace her. She's too good. She's got her own unique kick. She's... Um, but we've got a good few no, good we've got new, Yeah, we've got some newbies and we've done a lot of moving around, I feel, with the positioning. Yep, yeah. And I think it, we've got a new full forward. Ina's up full forward. Ina's up full forward. We have new, so we have um, Brit. Brit's new. Forward. She's uh, paramedic. She's fantastic. Um, Connection through L. Yes, yeah. I assume so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most paramedics come from L. Yep. yep. Um, We've got Bridie Steinford, of course. She's always in the middle. Yeah, she's playing with a broken finger yep. at the moment. So she played, well. she played well with a broken finger, mm. which is really good. Showing so, some grit. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. showing some grit. Well, there Knocking down the door, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> she is. I mean, we have girls that are injured, but they'll just stay on. I mean, it's too fun for us. We don't really take the injuries too seriously, which yeah. we absolutely should. Um, I think at this point, almost everyone's had a broken finger. So correct. Yeah. Liza's yeah. going to have about five. I've got four. I mean, yeah. Look, that's pretty... You know, tiny compared to others, but yeah. and probably also just Rose in the forward line as well. Yeah, um, she kicked two goals in two minutes. Yeah, the very first two minutes of the yeah. game, two goals. Yeah, kicked to her by court. Yeah, like straight in the, you know, straight <laughs> on the goal so line. Yeah, I have to we're, say we're that not, we're not going to talk about ourselves. <laughs> but we're going to talk about ourselves. Who kicked nah. it to look, her? Who kicked it to We her? had some great look forward entries on the weekend, which Rose was just in perfect position for, and then she jumps down back as well. So. She's the jack of all trades, Rose. Now, talking about moving magnets, we've got Benny Goodshop, coach of the under-17s. Which first time meeting Ben tonight, which yeah. was lovely. Yeah, so Ben, talk to us. First time in the coach's box, how'd you find it? Yeah, it was good. Um, unfortunately, with COVID, wasn't allowed to be in the coach's box, unfortunately. A few to meet people on the bench, so we've got to, got to rotate the bibs around Josh and uh, keep uh, keep everyone safe. But um, it was a good win by the boys. Uh, we uh, played at home this weekend, first Waverley Park, and after a slow first half, pretty inaccurate, like... You said Moses and Beans teams always are. We ended up uh, coming away with a good win. 12 goals, 15, 87 to 5 goals, 3, 51. So 8, goal, eight goals, 3, 51. 8 goals, 3. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. Math ain't my strong suit, as you can see. But um, a few new players as well into the club. So I think we had about six players play their first game for the club, coming across from EDS and a few other clubs as well. So it was good to have a bit more height in the team, which is uh, not very common for us. So it was good to see all the boys get out there and celebrate the first win. And we uh, move on next week to Caulfield Bears and hopefully continue and carry this form across. Now, you're playing Division 1, I believe? Uh, we are playing Division 2 at the moment. Division 2, yes. So, grading games, what's the scenario there? Yeah, we've got uh, four grading games, so depending on how things go, hopefully we can uh, progress our way up into some Division 1 footy. So, you're not going to stack the bench just to make sure you don't blow the nah, lead out by too we... much? or just? Nah, no, that's not the, not the aim this year, Josh. Um, in past years, maybe, we might have uh, gone yeah. for the flags, but uh, this year it's all about the uh, the boys' progression as players and just helping them, you know, be the best versions of themselves, both on the field and off the field. So we've got a good coaching crew with my older brother Jake helping out there, as well as uh, Cam Duffy taking the backs and all under Luke Weller, who's come down from um, some experience from St Kilda Next Generation Academy and working at Halebury as well. So we've got some, um, yeah, we've got some, some talent in the coaching box, so it's nice to have a few voices and... I'm sure the boys can all all talking about talking about talent. It makes sense why you were outside the coach's box. Got oh, definitely. Them, yeah, coming off, uh, come off this week's performance uh, makes makes a lot of sense. Steer clear, keep you away from the field as much as you can. So hopefully this week we can turn things around. Who knows? Now that's great to hear from the juniors being really successful um, the first couple of weeks. You got any um, 
some standout players from the the first week? Uh, yeah, we had two new boys actually probably take most of the votes in my opinion. Uh, we had a big ruckman, Harvey, mm-hmm. and uh, then we also had a young fellow come across from Dingley named Luke Devitt in the halfback flank. So those boys had a, a bit more poise with the footy and um, I think really helped steady the ship when Waverley kicked the early first one in the fourth and um, just kept everyone steady and then all the boys just did their part and played the roles we needed them to play and got the win, so it's all... So they're, they're the ones to watch over the coming years. They're the ones that will sort of be filtering through the Yeah, we've also got a, a, few, a few big names out at the moment. We've got our uh, best and fairest from two years ago, Zach Tissamunga. So I apologise if I've pronounced your name, mate, wrong. I know you'll be listening from home, so my sincere apologies. And um, we've also got a few boys in the Interleague and Sandy Dragons who always play their role week in, week out. So a big shout out to them. They know who they are too. Now the final segment we've got is uh, Goody's Better the Week. Uh, he's gone to a few different bookies. They've, uh, I hope there's no untoward betting going on. You're not not going down the Hansi Cronje line. You're actually going to make sure this is all in above board, I hope. It is. It's just a, a nice little two-leg multi to start off with us. So, you know, invest in what you wish, but I see it as a, a bit of value. So we've got um, Paddy Tyquin to end up at a house party. Uh He's, a, he's known for ending up at housewing parties pretty late, Paddy, so I'll give you that at 2.24, Joshy, and then um, I'll also give you Sam Brown to knock back three cc's by the time all the boys get up for dinner on Thursday. Him being injured at the moment, I'll give you that at 1.75. The two of those together, I'll give you a smack in 4.64, Joshy. So I've got 10 on it myself, and I'm pretty sure Pulp will follow me in, so hopefully you can join in and uh, we can all go down winners. Sounds like just a license to print money now. Well, Court, I reckon you might have a few little things from the girls. It might be the oh, mu- yeah, mu- might, might be a multi of the week. And Jordan, yeah, well, strengthen look, the multi. I'm, I'm not too good with the multis. Eliza had to teach me how to navigate the sports bet app, so I'm going to have to hand it over to Eliza Oof. with a couple of these. But one I could say is we will put Bella McConville on there to vomit at the first function, most likely. Um, guarantee. Guarantee. That's probably what type guaranteed. of odds we uh, we got there. We could we add it to the the two leg. We absolutely moment? could. Yeah. Look, we're going to have to let you know a few more. Um, I was going to say, there's a few well, that... we can add that nice little juicy yeah. one. That could be just a little one that yeah, kicks, one. kicks it over the six dollar amount, uh, which leads us into a really good topic. On the 15th of May, we have our first function after a triple header at Brindisi. We have welcome to the jungle so it'll be an interesting one we're going to welcome in the new rooms yeah bella mcconville we've got, <laughs> we've got she'll, be high, there. she'll be there we've, Ready? Got, we've got some high hopes for you goodies multi is riding on it what odds does that what what odds are we giving her are we giving under two dollars over two dollars what's that going to take our multi to you'll bet it is last come on like, very likely to have. I'm going to say so, it's like $1.20. $1.20. That was going to a nice round $5, I think. Yeah, I'll give you that. And also, with, with my multis every week, one leg fails money back in bonus bets. So, um, <laughs> you're all good there. It's got to be the same week multi. So, as long as you've got your weeks right, mm-hmm. it's all good to bet with me, Puff. Yep. So, we'll be eagerly awaiting on the May 15th to, yep. to see if the uh, if yeah, your multi comes through successfully or not. But that's, um, yeah, one to chuck in your diaries. Um I think Steve Clark's the one that's uh, organising, steering that ship. So, yeah, welcome to the jungle on um, May the 15th to um, welcome everyone down to our new club rooms. Um, it'll be an exciting night. If you um, haven't seen DJ Big Red perform live, you'll have to um, make your way down to the new club rooms. Court, you got something for us? Oh, yeah, I think there's a... I'll just, I guess, for the senior women, um, there is... We've got the luncheon coming up on May 1st. May 1st. Yep, and it's our first home game here um, at Brindisi Street. Street, 
Yeah, so that'll be really good. So uh, we're going to try and get as many of us down to that as we can. Yeah. Uh, so do you know who's all, who can we contact if there's some people out there that are available for that lunch? Do you know who the best point of contact would be? I think um, it would be uh, Lou Nicholson, yep, the uh, yep. president. So she's always yep. or, um, doing some hard work down here. So or, massive shout out yep. to Lou. Yeah, she's I did actually We'll see you at home for sure. Yeah, um, or there's Sharon, who's our... Um, Manager. She's our manager, or Jeanette McConville, which does still a lot for the team. Yeah, she put the yep. event yep. out as well. Or so even uh, Christy. Yeah, Christy still does a lot for our women's team as well, who yep. is uh, Big D's dad. Yeah, so he'll have... Look, so many people have the information about that, and you can even go onto the page or our Instagram pages, stuff like that. Um, we always have the info up there. Can we yep. give a little uh, shout-out to the Instagram page if you don't mind? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, I'm pretty sure it's just SBMT... Women's. Uh, we're, talking women's. About, we're talking about the Brindisi business. We're not oh, talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm talking about our women's team, yeah. man. We are locked and loaded. I will say though, at the functions, <laughs> I'm just going to point out. I have noticed something with the boys is that you always start strong on like a couple of beers, and then an hour or two in, everyone's knocking back the cruisers. So, so what's it going to be? Yeah. You obviously haven't been to any of our post-match drinks. No, nah, look, we have, look, we try to get down to the club after you, our away oh, games. So have you seen our boat races? There, I don't. I, I think race. I think we sell more cruises than what the girls do. So if Smirnoff are listening, if Smirnoff are listening, we are always uh, welcoming um, sponsors to the easy uh, <laughs> business. So we know you are listening out there, Smirnoff, and uh, we will um, hear your offers. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us, girls. It's been a lovely night. Uh, taking up too much of your time already. So thank you very much for joining. We look forward to looking at all your results and hearing how you've progressed through the season. We hope to have you two on later in the season or we can get we'll get some fresh faces on. But thanks so much for taking time out of your busy life to come down and be part of the first ever Brindisi business. Yeah, no, thank thanks you for having, having us. us. It was real good. It's good to chat. Get to know even all the boys' teams, see what's going on with you guys. Yeah, it was really good. Awesome. Thanks guys.